raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Welcome to Mind, Body, and Business, a podcast that explores topics, perspectives, and actionable insight for a strong mind and healthy body, along with empowering conversations to help you handle your business. I'm your host, Maria Moore, and it's the kickoff of Women's History Month, and I am so excited to highlight some amazing women doing great things in the field of fitness and wellness in the month of March. My guest is a passionate fitness trainer, business owner, published author, former bodybuilder, and an all-around awesome human. We'll be talking all things fitness, mindset, and self-improvement. Owner and creator of Your Health Matters, LLC, Miss Ashley Clark. Ashley, welcome, and thank you for helping me kick off Women's History Month. I love it. Women's History Month and International Women's Day, all of that is always a... Um, a highlight of the year for me. So I'm excited. And thank you so much. Um, you're an inspiration to me. I just appreciate that the, the feeling is mutual and we're able to continue to feed off of each other and, you know, help grow in this life. For sure. And I appreciate that. So Ashley, before we jump into today's episode, I'd like to start things off with a check-in that represents the three pillars of this podcast. So tell me how and in what ways are you tending to your mind, body, and business? So what I've really been focusing on as of honestly the top of the year, and I've been trying to keep it going, has been meditation and getting some form of a, a mental check-in every morning. I have a lot of people that I'm continuing to pour into throughout the day. So I need to make sure that I'm filling myself up because by the end of the day, I'm usually wiped out and I'm ready to just. So as soon as I wake up, I do a breathwork session. I read my devotional. I have a time set to write down 10 things I'm grateful for in the morning. Um, sometimes it could be extremely basic, but it, it gets me in the mindset of gratitude early on in the day. And it has really set the tone for how I've been able to lead my mornings, my days, the past couple of months. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to keep that consistency going. I have my journal sitting right on my kitchen counter. I drink tea every morning. So it's kind of a, a non-negotiable that yeah. I've put into practice every single day. 
It really does set the tone. And I think that's so important because the way you start the day impacts the quality of your day, the course of your day. A great reminder for me and I'm sure our friends listening that a morning routine is a game changer. Now, I'm not surprised that meditation is the foundation of your day because if anyone met you, they would probably be able to tell immediately that you meditate because you have such a calm demeanor. It really reflects who you are, the meditation that is. And, you know, before we get any deeper into this episode, I want to tell y'all how I met Ashley. Um, It was actually through a mutual friend. We ended up working with some of the same trainers and kind of being in the same circle. And I finally met Ashley in person because we were like, Instagram BFFs before, but we met in person a couple of months ago when I had a chance to train with her in person. And I ain't gonna lie, I was a little nervous because if you follow Ashley on social media, uh, she's pretty gangster in the gym. Uh, But I got through the workout, felt really challenged, and it was just really great to connect with you, Ashley, because I feel like we're kindred spirits like minds, uh, really into the same things and very passionate about helping people. Now, you are a trainer, a fitness nutritionist, a published author, but let's start first with what drew you to fitness and to pursue it as a profession. What is your fitness story? I wish I could say I was an athlete um, in in another lifetime. That may have been the case. But what really got me into fitness was my own battle with hypertension. So I was diagnosed with high blood pressure, hypertension at 18. I was consistently at my doctor's appointments registering a reading of like 146 over 90 something. You don't ever want to be honestly above 130 at that age. My doctor was monitoring it and eventually she felt that we needed to go on to blood pressure medicine. I come from a long line of hypertension on both sides of my family. I witnessed specifically my grandmother, who was my biggest inspiration, my closest friend. She ended up having to undergo open heart surgery. She, at that time, open heart surgery was not a big thing. And her body just could not take it. But that was from a long history of being on medication. So as soon as the doctor told me that I needed to be on blood pressure medicine, that was like a trigger. I can't do this. That was a wake up call for me that I got to figure something out. If the doctor is not going to help me figure out how to get off of this, I got to figure out something else I can do. I went straight into the gym probably working out six, seven days a week to figure out how to get off of blood pressure medicine. But I realized quickly that the exercise wasn't the only thing that was going to work. So I finally started changing my diet. And that was when I noticed my blood pressure was starting to go down. Around that same time, I relocated from the DC area to Atlanta. And I was very fortunate to find at my place of employment, The doctor there was very much into holistic medicine and finding alternatives to pills. I was already taking somewhat of a low dose anyway, so we continued to decrease that dose and got me eventually with my nutrition, fitness being on point, and her helping me to wean off of it, I was able to get off of medicine. So I've been 
medicine free for about seven years now. Seven years. Yes. And we all know that uh, seven represents completion. That is so inspiring, Ashley. I appreciate your transparency. And I'm sure your grandmother would be so incredibly proud of the woman you have become. You know, I love that you share the role of your choices and how you were able to kind of heal yourself by exercising and eating healthier. You know, most people know that good nutrition and movement can make a difference. I know this, you know, but even as a trainer myself, I know I should be eating kale, but I want to eat a candy bar. What would you say were some of the things that were key to keep you focused and disciplined? Because mindset does play a huge role when it comes to getting results, right? The mental piece is actually the the biggest component that I feel like is missed so much when it comes to talking about nutrition, fitness, anything related to um, changing your body. It really boils down to understanding that this is not a, a death sentence. This doesn't mean that you can't enjoy your cultural foods. This just means finding ways to make it a little bit more nutritious. Um, I, I live in the abundance mindset when it comes to nutrition that you can literally have everything, but it's knowing how to have it all in moderation and how to portion out things. You can have that Snickers bar in the afternoon, but did you eat something leafy? leafy greens earlier on in the day. You can have the mac and cheese on Thanksgiving, but maybe add an extra side of some kale or something in the mix on the plate. So it's it's helping people understand that we don't have to eliminate things. We don't have to completely get rid of what we've known to come to love in order to to be healthy. I think that's been that's the biggest barrier that a lot of people that come to me are faced with. It's feeling like everything that I've been doing is wrong and I got to change it all right now in order to to get better and it's we don't have to do that. We can take it in chunks, we can take it in small portions in order to get to that ultimate goal. And you'll see from starting out maybe having Every single meal is fried food and looking like everything on the plate has the same color to months down the road, being able to enjoy those, that pizza on Friday night, but understanding that, you know, Saturday morning, I'm still going to have my smoothie Saturday morning. I'm still going to make sure that my breakfast has something nutritious in it, has some protein in it. Um, It's understanding that we can do all the things in tandem without feeling like we're depriving ourselves. Right. That seems like the holy grail, you know, the balance between eating nutrient dense foods without sacrificing all the tasty stuff. Um, And it's great to know that balance can exist. Uh, Speaking of food, achieving our fitness goals, it relies heavily on what we eat. And you've been up and down the spectrum from eating to address your health condition that you talked about and even to becoming a bodybuilder. Some may look at you and feel intimidated, but You know, effort really does vary from person to person. What have you learned about the variation of hard and how has that word transformed throughout your journey? So it's it's always funny to me um, when new clients are like, when is this going to get easier? Is this always going to feel hard? And the answer is 
hard is going to be relative to what you're doing in every phase. So when I started out, I participated in sports, but I was more so just, I like to be competitive. So I found a way to channel that competitiveness sometimes in fitness, just because I wanted to beat. I wanted to be the one lifting the heaviest weight. I wanted to beat people. At that time, hard for me was just getting through a body pump class or a, a Zumba class. And I still struggle, Maria, with <laughs> dance classes. Um, you put me through uh, some that hip hop fitness class was pretty intense for me. So it was just at that time, just getting through a 30 minute Zumba class. Now I can go to a Zumba class and I'm going to make it through all the way. My choreography might not be on point all the time, but I'm going to make it through. Not feeling like you have to be, you know, throwing the heaviest weight. You got to be flipping dumbbells and barbells all over the place in the gym the day that you walk in there. That's not the expectation for any trainer for their client. And even what you see your trainer doing, you're probably not going to be doing in your own workout. We're going to find a variation that works for you. So it's choosing to show up every day, knowing that, yes, it's going to be hard but it's going to be easier each day you show up. It's going to get a little bit better. Um, your heart is going to change. Your heart at the time may be stamina, but now once you've been in the gym for several years, months, your heart is going to be choosing that heavier weight, um, choosing to go a little bit faster on the treadmill if you know you're capable or adding that incline, choosing to make each day getting a little bit better, 1% better every single time you show up in the gym or every single time you show up in your preferred area space of exercise. I also think it's important to adapt to the way that your body has evolved and continue to challenge yourself. Uh, what would you say is one of the standout lessons you've learned about change from your personal fitness journey as a bodybuilder to even who you are as an entrepreneur? Biggest lesson I will say is one, never say never to anything. When I first moved to Atlanta was, was when I was really introduced to bodybuilding. And I had a lot of friends that were in the space. I would go cheer them on at shows. And I was the mom in the, the soccer mom with the food, <laughs> everything ready for them as soon as they got off stage. Asked me if I was planning on doing a show. I said, no, probably enough times that I could have gotten paid Again, I ended up eventually, it's like, I'm doing all of this work. Why not? Why not push myself? Why not take that step? Why not make that move? I was very apprehensive about my move to Dallas initially. At the time, I knew I was ready. I knew I was being pushed to go somewhere or pulled somewhere other than Atlanta, but I didn't know exactly where until I actually sat still for a bit and um, listened to God and, and really took what I was hearing and put some action behind it. But it was me being comfortable getting out of my comfort zone. Every single instance where I have seen that success in the bodybuilding space, in transitioning into my own training business, in transitioning into another city, it was accepting that things aren't going to look exactly, I, I didn't write the script on this, but that there's no harm in trying. Raise a spoon to grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. 
Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Yeah, and you have come out on top every time you've tried, but I know from personal experience that prepping for a bodybuilding competition can be very intense. What was the mental and physical adjustment like for you? I got to a point, um, because you are on such a restrictive diet, you have a specific way to eat. I was so regimented that after my show was over, I had no idea what to do. And I was afraid to eat more or eat anything other than what was on the plan because I didn't, I just assumed that you're going to blow up after you've been doing all of this consistency and discipline for the entire time. It was really after the show that I got into my nutrition coaching even more because I was trying to coach myself in how to, how to get back to what seemed like a balanced lifestyle. And it's such a blessing that you have that personal perspective because I'm sure it not only empowers you, but also your clients, you know, because it gives you a different sense of empathy because, you know, you've gone through it. Uh, But let me ask, because you have that professional background and because you have a personal story and because so many want to get straight to what they need to do to lose weight from a practical standpoint, what would be your top three tips for fat loss? Um, So first thing is... Willpower does not really exist. You can have so much willpower, but if you keep walking past those thin mints, those trefoils that may be sitting on your counter, eventually you're going to eat them. So getting rid of the distractions, whether that be the food that's in your house, whether that be people that are in your life that are not beneficial to the journey that you're trying to to achieve. It's knowing what those distractions are for you and knowing that you're going to have to sacrifice a little bit initially and step away from those things, make it less accessible for you to be able to, to easily get off course. Um, So that's the first thing, the environment. Um, Second thing is don't don't try to do everything all at once. Um, That's the biggest opportunity for failure that I see is people try to eliminate all the things at one time, they try to do six days a week of workouts. They try to drink a gallon and a half of water every day, all on this on day one. So it's chipping away at the small things that you know that you can change immediately. And then lastly, get help. Don't yeah. try to figure it out yourself. If you know that that is not something that is in your wheelhouse, if you have the financial resources to do so, find a coach that can help you figure it out. That was probably the best decision that I made starting out. You go from seeing me doing all the things online, but my first time in the gym, I was in the corner because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what equipment to use. And I was afraid to go into the weight room because all you saw were all the big buff guys in the weight room. So get rid of the distractions, number one. Um, Number two, is having a plan, but not trying to knock it all out at one time. Give yourself actionable things that you can do each week to progress and add on, but not try to do everything all at once. And then the third thing, get a coach if you don't feel comfortable or confident in being able to do it on your own. And we've had private conversations about this. A bonus is to save calories and money by eating at home, right? This is the season of brunch and going out and all the turnups. And as soon as the weather breaks, everybody wants to go out to eat. 
the easiest way to see really quick fat loss without doing too much additional restructuring is to just start eating at home. You could eat the exact same thing at home that you might've had at the restaurant, but it probably has about 500 less calories. I know that's right because the portion sizes at restaurants are huge. Like I get offended when I look at the calorie count printed out on the restaurant menu, not to mention all the extra calories from seasonings and sauces. So you can really save yourself a lot of calories and money by eating at home. I have a portion plate that I use at home. So I have this rule. If it can fit on a plate, I'm allowed to eat it. Not layers, but if it's just one single layer on the plate, I can eat it. That kind of helps me with controlling uh, the amount of food that I eat. I also every now and then go on what I call a financial fast. And that involves me not spending any money eating out at restaurants because I've had months where it got up to a thousand dollars a month just on me. So saving a lot of money and also controlling my caloric intake is a huge benefit. Ashley, this conversation has been so good, and I'm sure our Mind, Body, and Business listeners would love to stay connected with you and get updates on your latest projects. So what are some of the things you have going on, and what should we look out for from you? Yes, so I I wrote a book in 2020. At the time, you know, we're all sitting at home more, and I finally, I had had it in my mind to write a children's book from a coworker of mine that wrote a a children's book on financial awareness and um, education for kids. And she had planted the seed a long time ago that everybody has it in them to write some type of a book for kids. We all have something that we can teach and pass on to the next generation, but I just hadn't figured out exactly what that was or how I was going to be of service to the next generation just yet. During the pandemic, I really was able to sit down and think through what I would want a book to be about. And I knew, as I mentioned, fitness was not a a thing for me. I was actually a a chubby kid in Mm -hmm. school um, growing up, and I cared nothing about healthy eating or fitness, but but I loved to read. I was one of those, the first one that you would see at the Scholastic Book Fair as soon as it opened. So I was ready to offer my way back to kids through a fitness book that was fun. If Mm -hmm. I had had a book about fitness when I was a kid, I possibly could have been on a different trajectory um, from a fitness standpoint. Mm -hmm. So I was very much inspired to write this book and it's it teaches kids it's called you can do it just put your mind to it it teaches kids the benefits of exercise for brain health um the reason i wanted to target from a brain health standpoint is um, my grandfather passed from alzheimer's disease and i learned as i've continued to advocate for the alzheimer's association how beneficial how critical exercise is not just for your physical fitness, not just for your mental health, but literally for your brain function and how exercise can help kids to do better with testing, um, better coping skills for anxiety. So the book is catered to early readers, um, but I really wanted to be able to target the younger generation because that's where our, that's, that's literally who's gonna be leading the future. And when you learn those habits and practices early on, it makes it so much easier 
when you get to our age, when you're when you're full of habits that you don't have to reverse. So that's that's my book. It's on Amazon and all the other all the other retail platforms. Um, and then my dad, yes. So I get my entrepreneurial spirit from my dad. He was a, um, I guess, a late stage entrepreneur. He got into his businesses in his fifties, actually. Um, started his first business when he was in his fifties. He's got a radio background, just like you. Yay! Um, All right, Daddy. <laughs> yeah, radio sales. Um, he went was in the newspaper business for several years, and then transitioned into his with his own business. So he's now just started a platform called Blacktown, BLK Town. And it is a marketplace for all black owned and operated businesses across the country. We're currently in the um, development stages. So we are heavily pushing for all businesses to list on, on the website. It is completely free to list. All you need is about five minutes with just your business information, your logo, if you're offering any specials, um, as his background has been in sales for se for several years, um, his entire career, he's all about finding ways to make things um, feasible for the consumers as well as for the businesses that he's trying to support and utilizing advertising to, yeah. to really monetize things. So the money does, no money exchange has to come from the business owner in order to promote their business and list their business. Um, all of that will come from advertisers later on down the road, but it gets you out in front of everybody, no cost at all. And you'll be able to see businesses that are across the country, um, any area you're looking for, if you happen to be traveling somewhere and are trying to find a black owned business for a particular yeah. Um, thing, it'll all be housed on that site. Look at that greatness in your DNA. You get it from your daddy. I freaking love it. Congratulations on that new uh, website. Such a great resource for black owned businesses. Now share that website with me one more time and with everyone who's listening, because I know there are people uh, that own businesses, maybe listening right now or know someone who owns a business. It's called Blacktown, B-L-K-T-O-W-N dot com and again any business can be listed there regardless of the industry that you serve as long as you have a business a logo and a site that you can send people to um, to contact you that's all the information we need that is so dope again ashley i appreciate you so much this conversation has been so insightful now for people interested in training options or they want to buy your book stay in contact with you can you give us that information yes thank you so much maria for having me i love this i, I would i would talk to you all day if i could you know um, you know i would too girl so you can find me on instagram at clark a c l a r k e a y y e that's just my last name with a with an extra accent to it that my yeah. um, my aunt added, and then on Facebook at the same handle, um, Ashley Clark, my full name or my business name on Facebook, Your Health Matters LLC. Um, website is yourhealthmattersllc.com, and I would love to chat with anyone that reaches out, um, fitness, nutrition, life, um, any way that I can be of service and continue to help us in the community get healthier and find longevity. 
You are a gem, Ashley, and anyone who trains with you will go far. Again, I appreciate you so much, sis. Thank you. Likewise. I'll talk to you soon. You know what? Once again, Ashley Clark from Your Health Matters LLC. Really appreciate the great conversation. Uh, That's a wrap for this episode of Mind, Body and Business. Be sure to follow, share and subscribe. I would also greatly appreciate a rating or review. Show your girl some love because I'm up in here working hard on this podcast for you, you and you. All right. Remember, new episodes drop every Wednesday. Plus, you can stay connected with me uh, on social media. I'm mainly on Instagram, but also on Facebook at M. BB pod. As always, I enjoyed this time with you. Truly appreciate your ear and look forward to another empowering conversation on the next episode. Take care. Body and Business is an Urban One Incorporated Reach Media production hosted by me, Maria Moore. Follow me at Maria Moore, M-A-R-I-A-M-O-R-E on all socials. Executive produced by Maria Moore, Senior Director of Podcast Operations, Sierra Reed, Supervisory Producer, Colby Kolb Tyner, Director of Sales and Corporate Partnerships, Michelle Marino, Integrated Marketing and Partnerships, Lori Flowers, Laura Lopez, and Brittany Jackson, Digital Marketing, Walter Gaynor, J.R. Davis, and Tim Hall. Music produced by Jamal J. So Smith. Thank you for listening to the Mind, Body, and Business Podcast. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.